Pit Digging Dexter Podcast with Victor. And uh, Marissa. Mikhail. What is Marissa McHale? I don't get it. Jeopardy. They're playing Jeopardy in this episode? No. So you just randomly? <laughs> yeah. Well, you totally ruined my line. <laughs> well, now you know how it feels. Estamos de vuelta. Okay. My name is Victor Miguel, and wedding rings and nuclear fission is my specialty. Damn. Nice. Catch up. See, what I was doing is lines from the episode. You know, wedding like, rings definitely are your specialty. I don't know about you're, the, you're, you're just, the you're nuclear taking, you're bombs. T- you're but. taking the premise of what I'm doing and you're crapping on it. The idea is I'm taking a line from the episode uh-huh. and using that to introduce myself. Okay. That's your style. I have my own. So, for instance, you could have been like, I'm Marissa McHale and I've seen a quart of milk spill. Wow. That's the lamest line I've ever heard. It's a lot less lamer than your random Jeopardy. Okay. Well. Tomato, tomato. What is ruining the podcast? Marissa McHale. Oh my God. That's uh, how you do it. Because the answer isn't what is Marissa McHale. Anyway. We are here for season three, episode eight, uh, The Damage a Man Can Do. This is a Dexter podcast. I have seen Dexter many times. Marissa has not. Nope. Uh... Before we get into your primers, um, I have something really funny that happened during this episode. Maybe I'll save it for then. Let's just, let's, we got to tease it. We got to keep people interested because we know we just lost like seven listeners. Gotcha. So now to keep the other two involved, uh-huh. there's something really funny that happens during the kill scene in this episode. Okay. Um, so stay tuned for that little tidbit. On to your primers. So they talked a lot about the Marissa, but- let's hear your primers. They talked about the butterfly effect a lot. Uh, and I feel like the butterfly I feel like the butterfly effect is one of those things that you always hear about it and you're like, Yeah, I know, crazy. But like you don't really you like forget what it is. So then I had to go back and like Google it <laughs> the I, way you're looking at me. Well, no, because I you know you know what I was saying today at work? I hate when people say death happens in threes. Okay. It's just, I, and I thought you were going like the butterfly effect. That's not real. Like, oh no, because death doesn't happen in threes. It just happens. So it's how you like mold it. Death doesn't happen in threes, but bad things do. No divorce. I'm sorry? End of marriage. End of <laughs> engagement. No, this is not starting off well. <laughs> I don't agree to that. Okay. It, the bad things don't happen. Tomato, in threes. tomato again. There's no tomato or tomatoes. Do you know anyone who says tomato, by the no, way? No, never. Just keep, let's never. keep the entire episode on this. Definitely not. No no one ever says, oh, and tomato, And if they tomato. did, I'd be like, what? A clamato? What? what? <laughs> like, what are we? Like, Speaking what? of, have you ever had clamato? No. It never have, disgusting. never will. Yeah. That Refuse. is torture for me. Disgusting. It's my second biggest fear. What's my first? Getting in jail. Falsely accused. Yeah. Second, having to drink clamato. Wow. <laughs> Good to know. Any primers? Uh, from this episode from you well as i was talking about the butterfly effect and then rudely interrupted um as always i have you ever so, seen the butterfly effect yes but i feel like i don't remember it i think i have an awful memory you do um it was one of those weird movies people it, were obsessed with it well it was one of those weird movies like it wasn't that bad but it also was terrible i could see that 
Uh, it was Ashton Kutcher, and I, yeah. I forget the other big guy's name. Um, and then who else was in it? Was, I don't, was it Demi the, Moore? The only person I knew was Ashton Kutcher, I feel like. That's like the, the only one I can remember. Yeah. Um, but so it, it's funny to bring that back. And it's funny because I feel like when that movie first came out, that was the first time I have heard of that whole thing, the butterfly effect. Um, and I feel like it was like such a huge movie mm-hmm. and such like a, a whole thing. And then everyone was talking about it. So I'm like wondering like, like when that movie came out versus when this episode came out. Yeah. Um, just kind of funny to me. I've another primer thought. I've never... Um, really zoned in on Miguel's soul patch. <laughs> I that's so funny because I didn't even have that in my head consciously, but now that you said it, there was a point where I was like, "Huh." Well, it's like I know he has facial hair. I am not opposed to facial hair. See, si, muchacho. Um, I I rem- you know I I remember his mustache, but I I never realized that he had a soul patch. I just do not get that. Soul patch? Yeah. Well, speaking to the theme of this season of facial hair, um, I mean, it also sounds like you don't get a mustache either. I'm sorry? Especially when a great one's right in front of your face. Not anymore, because you told me you'd move out if you uh, if maybe, I didn't shave it. Maybe I only like uh, beards. I, I think, I think, but does he have a mustache too? Yeah. So he's a mustache and, and the soul patch is just that little piece of hair right that little, under the your little lip. That little Bermuda triangle right, right under his lip. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just funny. Yeah. Like I I think that Jimmy Smith is an attractive man and I just I feel like that that soul patch is just really funny looking. And then my last primer thought uh, I would is do an entire episode just of your primer what, thoughts. What what did Dexter create in Miguel now? Right. You know? Well, I think we see it, right? I mean, at the end. We're getting a little teased by it, but like it's like you know, the whole thing of like, what did Harry create in Dexter? And then sure. it's like, what did Dexter create now in Miguel? Mm-hmm. You know? While I sort of uh, intro what this episode's about, can you fix your mic so you could talk like this? Mm-hmm. There you go. Because you're just talking to the side. That's all. Just yep. wanna. Uh, this episode, um, Deb and Anton. Anton goes missing after we find out that Anton was never really a CI. Uh, Dexter, Miguel brings a case to Dexter again for to kill, but this time he wants to do it. And Rita's cray cray. Yep. Okay. So our episode starts out at Dexter's apartment. With some good looking pizza. Ooh, see? I have it right here. You see that pizza there, Sharon? It looks terrible. Oh, okay. Well, well, let me tell you, we don't have good pizza down here. We have some really good places. But overall, there's a hell of a lot more bad yeah. places than there is good places. Um, I see that just that just doesn't look like a good pizza to me. I thought it was weird that Miguel had to cut it. Why? Because pizza is always usually pre-cut. So random observation from our friend Colton. He says, "Hey, that pizza's not cut." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. You remember Breaking Bad where they're like, they don't cut this, they don't cut the pizza because they pass the savings to you or something like that. Do you hmm. remember that? No. Hmm. Um, How did you feel about this TV in Dexter's living room? Oh, uh, that's a TV, or is that like a cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure my iPad has a bigger screen than that. Yeah, that TV was pretty awful, and I was wondering <laughs> how how bad you were cringing inside as you were. Well, it just seems odd. <laughs> Look at the way we have it paused yeah. right now on Miguel. Um, I I didn't even have Dexter as a TV guy. You know what I mean? I can like, see that. Like, it seems like he probably only watches TV when he's at Rita's or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, the way he describes 
the lizards and this butterfly effect where he's like, you know, one lizard comes out and one lizard hits another lizard. God, it's either the second or the third book. It, there's this uh, epilogue before the book starts and it's just really confusing. Like it, it, it just describes how like the first killing happened. Hmm. Like it describes, you know, it no, it keeps calling it. And it's supposed to like sort of be like the dark passenger. Gotcha. But it has to do with lizards and all this stuff. Random for for people out there who've read the books and know that. Um, the stock footage they have of sports is offensive. Yeah. It's so like, if you Googled sports, this yeah. is what would come up, you know. That's funny. Um, and it's interesting. We'll get to the football stuff later. Um, and Dexter not knowing about sports yeah. totally fits in. Yeah, definitely. Because what does he say here? Oh, he's like, that's foul. And he's like, yeah, that's really bad with that. Yeah. You know what a foul is, no? In yeah. Basketball? Yeah. What? Like, like you, that doesn't count. Like, you, like, hurt someone or it doesn't count. Uh, sort of. It's, it's like a violation. Yeah. Of sorts. Yeah. That's what I just said. Okay. <laughs> um, if you could follow me here, Uh-oh. in terms of writing and a, a theme or a tone to this episode, Dexter not knowing about sports... Every once in a while, an episode of Dexter will pop up where they have like really good themes and like tones going on. I think this is one of those episodes because the idea where Dexter doesn't know about sports and mm-hmm. this whole episode kind of has to do like the casino and gambling, whatever, right? Like he doesn't know how to take on a mentor this episode. So he's like gambling himself. That's why I think like the ending kill room is like pretty poetic. Okay. It's just like all these dead gambling machines. Yeah. And if, if I don't want to put thoughts into your head, but... We kind of see how Miguel takes this. Yeah. Um, and we kind of see like, well, look at all those dead gambling machines, coin slots for whatever. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was like somewhat creative the way, because they could have made Billy fleet or anything, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous that this bookie has this many people to kill, but um, I don't know. You think I'm reaching there or? Um, a little bit, but mm-hmm. maybe just because I haven't put like the, my this sure. is this is my first thought to it also, sure. so I haven't really put much thought into mm-hmm. it. Ever since, so basically, what happens is Miguel brings this Billy Fleeter who's been killed people, but for whatever. What do you remember why he got off? Nope, doesn't even matter at this <laughs> point the way they do this show. Um, and he wants to kill him this time, not Dexter. He basically he wants to be shown. Um, ever since you said. This is a drunk plan. This episode, they're like it, every single time. It just seems like a, it's like two dudes who just got together. You know, it started out with a six pack. Yeah, gonna run to the store and get get an eighteen pack. And it's like, dude, 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 dude. <laughs> this guy, right? He's a gambler. He used to play football. Oh, Billy, like you know. Yeah. Um. Did you pick up on it this episode? Just oh yeah. Or, or is that like you just it's no the a thousand time. percent when they were in the in the sporting goods store? And I know we'll talk about it, but when they were in the sporting goods store, I think we just both looked at each other and just started cracking up because uh, not the sporting goods, the um, like the mar- the the boat. I don't is that oh a- I I said I sure sure okay I, okay okay yeah. okay yeah I don't know what is is what it is yeah. if it's not a sporting goods store. But yeah, we looked at each other and laughed. Yeah, yeah. Miguel, what if we could tie someone up? You know, <laughs> it's like oh god. They do the first part of... Actually, you know what? We will get back to this. Um, I want to get. I want to do other stories because obviously the Dexter and Miguel stuff is the main storyline here. Um, I guess we'll knock out some read right here. Okay. Do you think she's overdoing it as a pregnant woman? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And now we don't know very many pregnant women or women that have been pregnant. Um, I know my sister and... Your sister said it wasn't that crazy. Right. Um, my sister was not 
she might have been a little bit more emotional, but nothing like like she pretty much was her exact self. And maybe when she was emotional, it was like she was eight months pregnant, ready to pop, probably so uncomfortable, couldn't sleep, you know, like to the point where you would understand it more. But I feel like you and I have been around or just have heard stories recently of some pretty emotional pregnant women. So I'm like on oh, the fence here. Oh, see, because I was about to say, like, I think t- television in general overdoes mm-hmm. the whole pregnant woman thing. Like, you know, definitely. Um, But I, I mean, I just think they make Rita look terrible this episode. Yeah. Like, who the fuck doesn't like waffles? Like, shut I up, know. Rita. You know, um, but just the whole thing. And even the way she's like, I heard a love song today. Yeah. And it reminded me, where's my goddamn engagement ring? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel really dumb speaking about how a woman should act. And I'm not speaking about how a woman should act, but commenting on how a woman acts when she's pregnant, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I just feel like the 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 pregnant woman on a, ra- on a rampage is a little less in your face than this is. Yeah. You know? Uh, I don't know, I guess. And I could see, and again, I've never been pregnant, but it's like I could see being like hormonal in the sense of like, maybe like up and down moods and i guess like her but like she's just like straight up angry yeah like she's not even like like cry like she's not even like you know uh dexter so she's like oh you can't even pick out a dj and dexter mentions he likes marching music yeah i didn't pick up on this but colton sent me he's like dude look at it yeah you noticed that yeah he bobs his head yeah that's hilarious i never picked up on that um I just thought it was so funny. Yeah. And it's like, of course Dexter listens to it. I like little details like that over like a lot of other stuff that they do with this right. episode. And I can't wait to talk about the voice, not even the voiceover, the the Deb line at the end. Um, I felt kind of bad at this point for Dexter when she was like, you know, you can't pick a DJ, you can't pick the caterer, you can't do this. It's like she was kind of like bullying him a little bit. But he, here's, here's where I'm going to come in and be like, while I'm not trying to comment on how a woman should act, right? I'd also say like, and it's like, I know it's going to happen one day between us, hopefully, right? Like, I know, like, you just have to kind of, like, we have to let you be a bully more than you usually are, you know? Right. But I guess it's like, I don't know why you're laughing more than I usually am. Yeah. You're the bully. But I guess it's like, I felt like she was just kind of attacking him at this point. And Isn't um, that what pregnant women do? I don't think so. <laughs> and then also, like, if the wedding is stressing you out so much... Why are you rushing to get married then? Very what's true. Gonna, what's going to matter now or after the baby's born and five months from then or whatever, you know, when you guys get settled? What's the difference? At and, least you could drink then. And to pile on, <laughs> if you're rushing a wedding this fast, right, and all this stuff, all right, you give Dexter the wedding rings to do. How hard, if you're going to have this fast of a wedding where you don't have a chance, it doesn't sound like you have a chance to go ahead and really pick out everything. Right. Just pick a fucking DJ. No, I know. I mean, yeah. we did it rather yeah. fast yeah. and we had plenty of time. Yeah. Um, obviously, this isn't like as big of a deal if you're rushing it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just just go with whatever. Right. What a simple catering company. Like, you know, De- doesn't, and Dexter, it's not like Dexter's going to be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I actually like these other DJs. Like, no, he likes marching music. He likes steak. It's fucking steak and chicken. End of story. And I think it's like also a little strange. And I don't know if this is like foreshadowing or what, but how difficult this wedding 
planning process is and maybe this is another thing that like movies and television do like they make it look a lot harder or a lot more sure. complicated than it really is sure um but you and i have had like no speed bumps at all between each i mean yet you know yeah, we still yeah. have months to go but between each other between caters between vendors and like we pretty much have everything booked and like we've been on the same page with things or if you care about something maybe more than me or vice versa we yeah. you know yeah uh i mean i, I don't know I, I think the whole process right because it can't be create you know everyone says all oh, wedding planning and you know we're on this spect- end of the spectrum and they're on that end um i, I just i don't even think like Maybe it should be like Dexter. Why don't you care about the wedding planning? Not like you can't pick a DJ. You can't like you know. Right, but then it's also like Rita. Then why are you like why are you guys getting sure, married then? Sure, like what, sure. Like what's yeah. going on with that too? Uh, but what I think too, it's like I imagine like this does happen. Because like oh my god, I hate him so much, and it's like oh my god, I actually don't hate him. I'm just actually crazy hormonal, you know. Yeah. Like is how I'd leave it. Um, Deb and Anton. Yeah. Um, Deb's getting Freddie for work, and did you see the Bobo cereal she had? Yeah. You remember what it was? Nut and something. <laughs> what was it? Nuts and more. Nuts and more. <laughs> oh God. Um. So Deb finds pot in the nuts and more. Yeah. And they make her feel a certain way. Like I don't know because she kind of like oh I I, I I I gotta go. Yeah. I don't I don't understand what that whole like. So I kind of took it as like Deb is a police officer. Her entire life is like being a police officer. She's like defined as a police officer. You mm-hmm. know. Um. And I think that she has this relationship with Anton and they really get along and they have a really good thing. But maybe finding the weed and reacting the way she did is kind of showing that they are two really different people. Okay. And not that that matters, but it's just like, I don't know. I think it's just kind of showing like, oh yeah, like, like he's a CI because he got busted for drugs. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, me- and not, not that there's like anything wrong with, you know, dating someone that maybe is, is not like you, but I think it was like, maybe just a real, like realization of that. Yeah. That's I, the only I, thing that I could kind of tie together with it. You know, but it, I guess it's also kind of like the way last season, like Lundy has to pick up and leave. It's like, well, you kind of, you, you knew what he was before you even started. Or, yeah. Like same thing with Anton. But I, and, and I agree with you a thousand percent. I think seeing it okay. is different than, sure, you know, sure. whatever. And also, if you're a guy and you live by yourself, why are you hiding your weed in your cereal? That's a great point. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, in yeah. your, like of all, like, what? <laughs> why are you hiding your weed anyway? If right. you, li- you know, you yeah. live by yourself. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we have to pause the podcast because we have someone at the door. And with the magic of the pause button, we are back. We had a, <laughs> we didn't have an intruder. Um, so they're bringing in all tree trimmers because Deb sort of made this revelation last episode and we meet this George Washington King. Do you remember him from earlier episodes or no? No. Okay. Uh, so George puts them on to this Mario, the assistant of sorts. Oh my God. There is creepy stuff happening. <laughs> And with the second return of the podcast, we are back with the magic of the pause button. Well, let, let's keep the George thing on to the side for a moment. So we Deb wants to learn a little bit more about Anton and his whole CI deal. Um, and we basically dig around hard enough to find out Anton was never officially a CI. Do you remember a few episodes ago you were like, oh, is he official? Is he, how does he get paid? Uh, this is the only reason why I knew 
that he is actually he gets paid by checks by Dade County, you know. Um, so uh, after after some fighting about telling Anton or not, Deb does. If you remember the little fight like Quinn and Deb has about, you know, like oh you, you sell me out for like some dude you're sleeping with, you know. Um, thoughts on any of that stuff thus far? So I think that. Deb doesn't really owe anything to Quinn. She doesn't know him long enough to have loyalty. Sure. And it's not even that she, that sleeping with Anton makes her want to turn against Quinn. I think it's just that Quinn did the wrong thing. And Deb's just telling Anton because it's not right. Now, even with Quinn doing the wrong thing, it sort of... Remember, this the season is somewhat supposed to be about her shield. You mm-hmm. know, the shield, the shield, mm-hmm. the shield, the shield. Um, it has furthered her in her career closer to getting that shield because of it, you know? Yeah, but I think that Deb's kind of like... Deb's a hard worker. I think we could all say that. That I think she would rather get the shield in a fair way yeah. than in, you know... And, and like... Yeah, I'm sorry. It's almost like uh, you know, if she's using if she's using Anton, then she's kind of like getting her hands dirty also almost right. in it, you know? So we learn about Quinn's backstory. Basically he knew he knew one of his partners was on meth and he didn't say anything and the guy ended up dying it. Uh, buying um dying from it. Do you buy any of that? Like as his story? I, I feel like it's gotten so far from like what the Yuki thing was about. Yeah, I thought that that was really weird. The whole story thing. So you're not buying it? Not really, no. Mm-hmm. Um. So back to the George Washington King thing. They, they, you know, they mentions Mario, his assistant, and they bring him in. Mm-hmm. One of my nitpicks with the show, and I think we've discussed this before, they can just bring someone in through the station. Like you remember that same elevator was where Lila came through at lunch. Right. Like, anyone can you just get up through that elevator? I you know guess. what I mean? And just the way they're parading him through the station. Yeah. There's probably, like, files there. Privacy? Yeah. And, like, I, I, I don't know. It's just such a weird... Uh, uh, for a cop procedure show, that's just such, such an odd thing. It definitely you know? seems weird, yeah. Um. So they're interviewing Mario, and basically the entire thing changes when they mention this George King. Uh, thoughts on that? Um, I, so you mentioned a few episodes ago, um, not to be a nitpick here, but that the show is really bad acting. Oh yeah. And I feel like this Mario guy, when he was like, no, send me back to Nicaragua, leave my, leave my wife and son here. I don't even care. Send me back. Send me back. Like that's a bit much. (laughs) Um, but definitely then I guess there's something up with this George King guy, you know, if Mm -hmm. clearly. Yeah. So you think it's 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 because you know it could also, I don't know if the uh-huh. Skinner per se is George King, mm-hmm. but um you know he knows obviously more than he's letting on. George King is yes. Okay, getting your thoughts. I don't I don't think that Mario's lying, or I don't think that he's like faking it. If that's where you're, if so that's you thought, what you're asking. So you thought that was good acting? No, I did not <laughs> think it was good acting, but um I just don't think that he's lying. Gotcha. So Anton goes missing, and he's not answering Deb's not mm-hmm. answering Deb's calls. So Deb goes to the bar where he plays at. Besides, like this, this is like sort of a ploy to sort of like move the story along, right? This is also why Deb only dates people like with the three or four people within her circle. You know how crazy that is. 
Because this is not, this is just a, under 24 hours. Or if I'm not mistaken, it's the same. No, no, it's 24 hours later. She goes, remember, because she's like, oh, let's celebrate that you're not a CI anymore. Let's get breakfast tomorrow. I like, yeah. no, I can't. I'm, you know, I'm playing at night, yeah. whatever. Um, don't, like, I mean, that would be like if you're dating someone and you don't answer their calls for a day, you show up at their job. Yes, but she, when she went, she, when she went to, he wasn't answering her calls. So right. she, when she went to the bar where he plays at, we didn't know he was missing yet. She just showed up. Right, but right before they made the plans for breakfast, didn't she say like, "I still want protective detail on you"? So she was still maybe in her mind worried about the Skinner. Yes. So but then, she like, maybe you're overreacting. Up. Well, not not you, but mm-hmm. maybe like she like kind of like starts overreacting because of that. Um, while I get that she doesn't say so, and now mind you, if they want you to let, if they want you to know something, this show fucking tells you. Yeah, there's not a lot of room. It's kind of bad sometimes for a podcast because there's not a lot of room to like, you know, discern which goes to which. Right. Uh, I think it's her being a crazy. I don't even want to say girlfriend. I think it's her being a crazy person. Like, right. Of course. Because remember, she's talking to Dexter and it's just like, what do you think? If like, I have hypothetical sex. Right, 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 that, right, right. I think she's clearly like, hey, what? Now, because you're CI, you're just going to whatever. Um, obviously, I think, and then like to move this, the, the plot along, she goes to his apartment because now it's like, wait, he didn't even show up for work? Yeah. Now he's clearly not. Yeah. But I think showing up to his job is just like, Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um. So now Deb, you know, now that we know that he never showed up and Anton is gone. Uh before <laughs> so Deb sort of looks around the apartment and they give you some visual cues. They give you that sound of the guitar being yeah. on on the amp. Um so then Deb comes outside. They show the trim trees. So ridiculous. And then Deb says the line <gasps> Trim trees. Yeah. And then she says, oh, motherfucking fuck, fuck, bitch, fuck. Um so, do you think Anton is dead, gone, missing, left? I guess I thought he was dead. Okay. I thought that the Skinner got him. Okay. And he still could have. Yeah. I, I don't think I have... Um, like, if I was to ask you for a prediction, like, right, what happened I, I to guess Anton? I, I believe that Anton died. Died. Dead. Or di- dies. Gone. Whatever. Yeah. Yes. All right. We have the Batista and stuff, but we can lump that in whatever. I guess this would be a good time to break. And now some of Deb's secret specialties. You know anything about wedding rings? Yeah. Wedding rings and nuclear fission are like my secret specialties. Thanks. Your brother's kind of a dweeb, huh? You say anything more about my brother and I will kick your fucking nuts down your throat. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Huh? That's how, you, that's how you bring it back. Could take lessons. So we're back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have two things. Damn. Or one thing. Wow. I got nothing. Wow. You got something? No, I got nothing either. 
Uh, we can wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. But we're going to do that again. Well, that episode will come out after Thanksgiving. So have a good, happy Thanksgiving and a safe Black Friday. Yes. If you know any good deals, let us know. I've already been getting major deals. You already got... You already got your Black Friday wedding ring deal. I got my Black Friday wedding ring deal. This episode's about wedding rings. I got my Black Friday cozy socks. Yes. Deal. Right. I got uh, Return to Arkham Batman PlayStation 4, four ninety nine Black Friday deal. Great. Um. Yeah, Black Friday's like a week long now. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Batista and Barbara. Fatista? <laughs> Why would they name her Barbara. Like, yeah, Barbara's such an older woman name. No, oh. they know the dude cannot Can I say, say Barbara? It. Like, it's almost like if I was Batista and I got the script, I'd be like, dude, like, are you just doing this to make fun of me? Like, can you please, you know? Yeah. Why? Out of all their names. All the names out there. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, it's awful. Barbara. I don't have much on this besides, like, to set it up. Batista has to cancel on Barbara. Yeah. And she ends up bringing him lunch later. And it's, I said the same thing while we were watching the episode. Like, why didn't she just fucking call him? I know. Like, she just purposely ignores him just so she shows up with lunch later. And it's like, Batista, you're how old? You're that nervous that you have to leave that kind of voicemail? It's not like you're not dating. Right. It's not like it's the first time he's been divorced and it's like, he's like, you know. Because I, I get that. A guy who's been like married since he was 18, right. all of a sudden he's 40-something, he's yeah. like newly single. Like, yeah, you, you know, you're just like doing whatever with your wife. He's like a 15-year-old, a, a his first girlfriend. Have you ever done what he did where you call your phone to make sure it works? Because oh, my God. no one... Totally. Yeah, same. It, 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 well, we had Nextels. And Nextels oh had... my God. Which is now Sprint, had notoriously bad service. Uh-huh. But... You not only used to have to call your phone to see if it rang, you also have to check your voicemail because sometimes like the voicemail would be stuck in the air. That's so, so funny. So you'd have to go in, you know, check your voicemail, like no new messages. Like, oh, I remember you had like saved messages. Yeah. So um, the last time I think that this happened, um, you and I text each other a lot. Right. And like, like the minute you leave the house, I text you within five minutes of like mm-hmm. something. Um, and I think I was at work on a Sunday, you were off and I texted you something in the morning and like an hour went by and I was like, okay, that's weird. Then I think I might've texted you something again. And then it was like another hour went by and it was like, no answer. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, you know, turn my phone on and off what's going on. And that was the day that you woke up at one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh my god! Why did I wake up so late? I don't know. You kept, you kept, you said that you thought I was in in the kitchen like making breakfast. Oh yeah, I remember that. I so you're like, that. oh, she'll come back, and you just like kept dozing back off to sleep. But I remember <laughs> being like, okay, this is really weird now. Like he, it's one o'clock and he hasn't answered me. Yeah. And then um, I think I just texted you like, are you dead? And then you <laughs> responded right away. That's so funny. I totally forgot about that. Um. But this episode, right, they show it. So there's, I'm sort of crossing storylines here. Um, Why do I have this part here? They show, so they show Bayside Park as like where Miami Metro is. Yeah. Because this episode, they actually mention Bayside Park, but they don't ever go there. But they they show Bayside Park and the way the show, because I've said it before, like where they, where they, you, they want you to think Miami Metro is, is where american airlines arena is Mm -hmm. where the heat play yeah but then in this episode they mention bayside park and they go there 
and it's just like a like really bad geography like on whoever like does like the the show planning right. or whatever and there's plenty of um monumental my miami stuff to show where you are mm-hmm. it's it, it's excuse me it's just terrible I yeah don't know. Like, i don't know i forget why i have it lumped in here but when they, they show bayside park like that's but they don't show it when they talk about yeah you know um when so LaGuardia goes to Batista to ask about if wants to come to this police players ball yeah. and then she has to ask Ellen. Um when Ellen and LaGuardia are out, Ellen gives this amazing pickup line to the bartender. Oh my gosh. Decky. Let me rub those toes. That is the worst line. Do you remember it? Ever. What what did she say? Well, I'll take a I'll take a Cuba Libre for her and uh, something sucky sucky for me and a foot massage with those big, strong hands. That was so creepy of her. And honestly, before she said that, I would have thought they were like on a lesbian date. Sure. Like the way they were just like giggling and, you know. Um, Yeah, that was like the weirdest pickup line ever. So... I never really pick up on that. I just, but I think a men and women view stuff differently because it's just like, that's like her being like, yo, I'm in. Yeah. Whereas. DTF. Y- yeah. Right. Um, so McGuerta, McGuerta <laughs> orders, gets ordered a Cuba Libre. Do you know what's in that? No. It's rum and Coke. Oh. And it's like a Cuba Libre, so a little splash of lime. Nice. That being said, what's your go-to drink? Oh my God. We're at a bar. Vodka soda. Yeah? Club soda? Yeah. All right. What's yours? If I'm not having a beer, which I usually... I, I, I say I don't, but the past few... No. Uh, you only drink beer. No. What, the wedding we just went to. Okay, that's different though. Yeah, but like my like my go-to drink is... All right, definitely beer. Yeah. But if I'm like trying to like just be whatever, it's usually Johnny Walker Black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as shown by the uh, the bottles we have sitting there. All right, let's finish out with um, these drunk frat boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, again, you know, they do the first part of their legwork, and they have to go stalk the guy. So they show they're at a casino. But they show they're at Mango's on South Beach, <laughs> which is not a casino no. on South Beach. You know, uh, it's terrible geography. Yeah. In your head, where are they? When they're not at the casino. I guess the Hard Rock? Yeah, me too. You know, because but there's that's... That, but, uh, aren't there... Uh, there's the, so many. Yeah, there's like yeah. the Isle, the Seminole. Yeah. There's so many. Um, So as they're stalking Billy Fleet, all right, like they... Dex sort of slips about the code. And you see like Miguel's like, oh shit, you got a code. You got yeah. some, you know, whatever to this. Um, so uh, like... I want to like tread lightly here because I think there's a lot to talk about at the end of the episode. But like Dexter tells Miguel how we learned from his dad how and what things cops looks for in an investigation. Right. Um, do you see or can you appreciate how much layering there is with Miguel? Like how like this episode is just him playing Dexter and learning. Like, do you get that or no? What do you mean playing Dexter? Well, he's just kind of like, you know, you got to teach me some of these things. And I mean, I, I, I guess I guess I'll preface it with what do you think happens between Miguel and Ellen Wolf at the end of the episode after they kill? You just see Miguel show up to Ellen's and the door open. So I get it could be, uh, you know, 
in the fuck zone. You think she, she he wants to give her a foot rub? Yes. Um. So that's so I had this under my predictions, but um, I guess where my head first originally went to is that he was going to kill her. Okay. Um. That's what he's kind of wanted now for the last couple episodes. I put down in my predictions that I thought it would be cool because Ellen's kind of like a badass, you know. I thought it'd be kind of cool if somehow she got away or trapped him and then kind of like went to the cops herself about it and was like, oh my God, Miguel was about to kill me. Right. Like that would be pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess in my prediction, I assumed that he was going to kill her Mm -hmm. or hurt her, whatever. So what do you, what do you think he did? I think he killed her. Okay. So that being said, like if now can you look at this episode as Batista Miguel just like you know, like if I wanted to throw you a surprise party. What time you get out of work? You know, call me before you get out of work. Wait, is that you know what I'm saying like Batista uh, Miguel this entire episode is just why are you making that face at me? Cuz I don't really know where you're going with this. Well, why do you think this entire episode happens, and why does you think Miguel kills El, try, goes to Ellen's at the end? What I'm saying is, like, he clearly baited Dexter this entire episode. Teach me how you do this. Yeah, Take but I don't really know if store. it was baited. I mean, the very beginning of the episode, he says, I want to kill someone, and I want to do it. I want you to help me. So that's not really, like, baited. That's not, like, layered or... But he literally... That's, like, flat out saying, teach me what you do. Yes, but he used it for a completely nefarious reason. If he and the entire her. thing is nefarious, right? But I mean, he goes to her house. I thought I thought you said they were maybe in the bone zone. Well, that's one of the things they could have done. I'm just saying, you know, they talk about everything, and I think Dexter thinks he's trying to teach Miguel, right? But he's not teaching Miguel to go kill Ellen Wolf. I guess right. is what I'm trying to get right. at. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, like, even the way, like, Dexter's breaking in, he has to make it seem easy. Yeah. You know? Um, by the way, between now they're going to Billy Fleeter's house, and they are going, they went to the casino the night before, and you'll see they go to the casino again, and they do the kill room. How much damn free time does Dexter and Miguel have to yeah. do all of this? Ridiculous. It's kind of like, and then, like, if you, if, we'll get to it later in the episode, but he has to go out on his boat. Yeah. They only make this like 20 minutes, you know? It's like, you know what Sill's talking about now with Miguel never being home. Right. Uh, but he. this is the first time he's only done this with Dexter, you right. know? Um, so they break into Billy Fleeter's house and we see Miguel's like more intrigued now because, you know, how long it takes him to get a search warrant. Right. Whereas Dexter just kind of pulls up and it's like... Yo, blood. I'll Good. let you know in a few, in a couple, or whatever, yeah, half hour yeah. or something. So Dexter mentioned this new wrinkle in the code. We have to make sure they're going to kill again. Mm-hmm. They've never mentioned this before. Um, Did you realize that at all or not really? I didn't realize that. I remember Dexter saying that and I kind of remember thinking to myself like, well, how do you know if someone for sure without question will kill again right like isn't that a difficult thing to kind of pinpoint i mean like there's been 
a few kills now that Dexter has like stopped or maybe he went, you know, he wanted to do it one night and he couldn't, you know, he had to do it another time. So it's like, how do you know for sure without a doubt that this guy is going to even kill again? Even if he says, I'm going to kill this person, you don't know that he's not going to have a change of heart or something, you know? Part of me was wondering if like this is Dexter trying to throw Miguel off on like what the code is or whatever. But this again this show wants you to know when they want you to know something they'll tell you they'll yeah. hit you over the head with it it just found out like it just kind of came out of nowhere i still am laughing about what colton mentioned on the podcast um how miguel has not put together that dexter's the bay harbor butcher there's a i, I just it, can't get I think over it's it. like one of the last scenes it's like how he I think he says to him he says to him on the pier this is not your first time going here. right right like right there Come on. Just to not even be like, you know, you and the Bay Harbor Butcher do a lot of the same things. Yeah. It's it's the it's one of the show's biggest plot holes. It's ridiculous. That, that this is not even Right. And again, this is me repeating this for the however many time. How cool would it have been to like do that? Right. Or now Miguel's like, Oh my god, do I have the Bay Harbor Butcher in my hand? Yeah. I'm all about fucking justice and understanding they already put dokes away for that. But like, am I all about this justice? Do I have a hard on for justice or do I want to start killing? You yeah. know what I mean? Um and how much how much of a great piece to hold over Dexter. Right. Like, teach me how to kill or else I'll tell everyone you're the big yeah. butcher. Like, you know? Yeah. They just do nothing with it. Uh, so we learned this Billy is 30 grand in the hole. Okay. And he's already killed two people. Yeah. How many people does this bookie need to kill? This whole, yeah, this whole Fleeter thing is like kind of a crazy storyline. Like, and, and if you think about a bookie, a bookie just wants their money. Right. So if he kills people, so he has to kill a third person for this bookie, and he's just like thirty grand. I have to imagine you could get paid more as a hitman, yeah, to go kill someone probably and then pay him. You right? Know what I mean, um, I don't. know. It's just crazy. Just like there's just like endless amount of people. This bookie just needs to be killed. And yeah. Like, what was this bookie gonna do if you weren't thirty grand right. in the hole? Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Dexter and Miguel go shopping. Yeah. You're drunk. You're drunk. This is uh. This is like Walmart at 1 a.m. Definitely. <laughs> this is us at Lucky's. <laughs> this is definitely, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I guess we should mention, too, like the whole episode, Dexter sort of like ghost talking with Harry. Yeah. And just Harry's sort of, just kind of warning him the whole time. Yeah, it's like, I didn't make this. This this code is not for you and your friends. Yeah. This code's for you, you yeah. know? Uh, but I like like how much like he's going against him the entire episode. And at the end, he's like, Dexter, I'm not worried about you yeah. or him. I'm worried about now he's connected to you forever. Yeah. Anything he does leads back to you, yeah. you know? Um, but I think it's this episode here. It's just like, put it away, Dexter. Put the, put. He finds yeah. like the... The uh, the book. The book. Yeah. Right? And he's like, just put it away. Don't like, you know, and this, this is my life, Dad. Yeah. Um, do you remember what Miguel says? So Dexter goes like, hey, how do you want to kill him? Do you remember what Miguel says? <laughs> I know it was with a gun. I forget what he actually says. <laughs> but it's just like animated Miguel, so yeah. he can't do it. He just goes small caliber to the head. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. God, I love... Oh, look at that soul patch. There you go. Now we see it. You have that shirt. No, not not exactly, but close. Close enough, right? Um. So they go to stalk Billy at this game, right? Mm-hmm. And... This is where Miguel looks dressed up as the Unabomber. Oh, my God. That So, in my head, 
I'm like cracking up, dying laughing when I see Miguel's like disguise, I guess, as you will, you know. Um, but that would a thousand percent be mine also. Like if you and I got drunk and we wanted to go kill someone and we were like, hey, let's meet here. I would totally be dressed the exact same way. Yeah. Like, you know, what really throws together is his sunglasses. Inside. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like he's one of those people. Definitely. You know? But that that's exactly like like I'm laughing at him. But I'm like, oh, my God, if I was put in the situation, I would be literally dressed the same way. The way this game ends and Billy going this much in the hole. Like now he notices he has to kill someone else, whatever. That's not how as like if you just lost a lot of money. Yeah. The way the end of the game is like, well, shucks. Yeah. So, you know, you want to fucking like bash your, you know. Yeah. Um, I like the wrinkle that they add to the code here where it's like you can't be noticed at all. Because mm-hmm. in, in an episode where I'm saying they really don't give you a lot of wiggle room to think about what happened. Like that guy who passes by Miguel. He's like, hey, Konyo. Yeah. You don't know if he knows him because he is the ADA or it's just a simple... Hi, how are you? Yeah. Bro. Like, you know. Um, I, and I have here, like, at the pier, Miguel says the line, hey, you've been doing this a while. How many people have you killed? And, like, once he sees all the plastic and all that stuff, that's yeah. whatever. Um, just crazy. Totally crazy. Um, so, to go back to my point... The idea of Miguel playing Dexter, mm-hmm. which you didn't seem to really agree with me on. I guess here is maybe a better point because you see here Dexter is talking. And he's like, "No, it's not. O- no, it's not okay." And he goes like that, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then Miguel Dexter is like, he's like, "Yeah, if you wouldn't do it, the darkness, the whatever, like the 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 whatever, the pain, the darkness." And all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh shit, what did I just say?" And Miguel sees that and he's like, "Oh shit, what are you talking about?" All of a sudden, he comes up with this story. It's like, hey, hey, hey. It's almost like like a boyfriend begging a girlfriend to stay. Yeah. Like, I, what, what I didn't tell you about that super secret thing before, like, also, I threw my dad down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Because that's what sells Dexter. Yeah. Um, You know, because Miguel's clearly not ready. Miguel's like, just why, why all these little roadblocks, all you keep doing is throwing them up. You're the one that's not ready, not me. Right. Miguel can't possibly understand how meticulous, you know, you have to be. Um. I just think here is like one of kind of like one of the perfect when you put together this scene with how the last episode ended when Miguel was just like, "Sorry, you were right." Blah blah blah. In this episode, I need to kill. Him. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like I've been talking a lot. I mean, I guess that you're right. Um, I just didn't. It's just a different view that I didn't have before we us recording. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, definitely Miguel kind of saying what he needs to say to Dexter to get what he wants. Um, I think that what what's what's making me feel a little bit difficult about it is that like Miguel's been interested in the whole killing thing from day one. Right. Like from when Dexter killed Freebo, he was hugging him, thank you so much, Conyo, you're my brother. And then it was just like you know, so I, I feel like Miguel's interest in killing hasn't changed so much like he's been interested in it the whole time so i guess that's why it's not like this like new idea now to kill ellen wolf mm-hmm. i don't know does that does that make sense where i'm going with it i think we talk about more next episode okay I'm, I'm a little bit at fault here trying to make you understand something but okay we don't have all the 
okay. all the pu- pieces of the puzzle. Um, you know, last episode I wanted to bring up Teenage Dexter. Okay. Because if you remember like one of our episodes, we were talking with Zach and he was just kind of like, yeah, like this is like Teenage Angst Dexter. Yeah. Um, and, and last episode, because it was like he had to rush out of the house when him and Miguel had a disagreement. It's like, oh my God, he's never my friend anymore. I don't even want to, whatever. And it's, no, that's just kind of, you know. Um, here, you know, the idea of like the drunk plan and all this stuff, immature mm-hmm. teenage Dex. The way he has his code, it's almost like a like a boys only, no girls club. Right. You know, because yeah. you have to have the password. No girls allowed. Yeah. Got to follow the code. Can't break the rules. Yeah. The darkness. You yeah. know, it just, it's it, it really, honestly, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like of the really big shows, though, none of the premises are as, I don't want to say dumb. I don't know what the word is, but Game of Thrones is like a total... This is not the Game of Thrones level, but it's like it, it, when you when you put if you put all the top shows there, yeah, even Breaking Bad's a little ridiculous, yeah, like that. The, you know, Breaking Bad gets the knock of like, oh, it could be real life. Like, no, there's no such thing as no. a guy's half face who falls off, yeah, <laughs> like you know. Um, but Dexter has the most ridiculous premise for sure because you know what we have now, and we're a few episodes in. We have ghosts. We have literal ghosts walking around talking to Dexter. Yeah, and the ADA who's the you know, yeah. It sounds like in this episode, the ADA gets is more famous than the president. I know, I know. <laughs> and you it's know, Conio, some people just recognize me. <laughs> and, and you know, a blood spatter kills people, but only the good people. Yeah. And he never does it for mali- he only does it. They have to fit this certain yeah. thing, and never for personal reasons. And he always, always, even under an FBI investigation, gets away with it. Yeah. No, it's definitely insanely ridiculous. Um. So we see Miguel take Miguel and Dexter take down Billy Fleeter. Do you remember how he wakes him up once he's on the table? With the smelling salt stuff. Right. So that is an ammonia inhalant. Okay. Now the reason why I know that is because we actually have them at work. Interesting. We used to have it to wake up people who faint. Okay. To go, to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Um, Haitian funerals. It is to, to kind of show how much you grieve for the person. You kind of yell and scream and cry at the top of your lungs to the point where you we've had people pass out wow so we kind of carry these little they look like like salt packages okay paper but a little bit thicker a little bigger so one time i did it because they i always known them for boxing you okay know, they snap it and when they're in the ring and they're yeah. fixing the guy up and um and dexter does it in next season the first episode he does it to wake himself up I did one of those things. I have one in my pocket. I, I I just don't think we have too many laying around. I don't know if I could we waste it. It would be really fun to do on air. Um, that shit is like I, I can't. It's like taking a really deep breath of something. I wonder how it would feel with you because yeah, you can't, can't smell. smell. But you don't. You, I mean, you smell ammonia. It's like super strong. Right. It's almost like bleach. If you get it too close to your nose or whatever, and you smell, it's like whoa, 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 like in your head a little, whatever. Um. But I just thought it was cool that to actually see it. It's like this little stick, you know, about yeah. that big. And it's thick. And you just... It look like a glow stick. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of what it is. Like you, a lot, yeah, a lot pop smaller. it. Um, I got... Li- I was speaking about this. Like, I like like that the kill room is like old gambling machines because like Dexter is taking a gamble here. Yeah. With, with uh, Miguel and all that. Um, I think even the way, if you notice the way Dexter puts the knife down, mm-hmm. it's almost like he's betting roulette. 
he puts his knife down. Oh yeah. And then he like spins it over to Miguel. Yeah. I just think it was like really like if you start to like look at it and like start to take if like I I think I was reaching, but then I was kind of like oh wait look at him like he puts the knife down you know right. Um, I just think it's really cool in that like wheel or whatever. Right. Um, what did you think of Miguel actually going? Did you think he was going to go ahead with the kill? Um. So it's funny because I'm usually not disappointed in the voiceover, but, you know, I wasn't totally sure. And then like the voiceover was like, let's see if he can go through with it or like whatever he says, you know? And then like, I feel like that was kind of just like, shut up, Dexter. Like I'm watching, like, you know, like, um, so I have to say I am surprised that he went along with it and I'm surprised like how calm and fast and it like and now obviously you know you can't really be like taking your time and like thinking in this scenario but um it doesn't look like miguel this is miguel's first time either in my opinion like i just feel like like he's not nervous at all not at all you know and and i mean he's even like you know dexter-esque in like you know you killed these people and we're you know we're justice and you know whatever talking to the guy but um yeah it's just he's just so calm and put together that it just doesn't seem like he's so unfamiliar with this stuff either yeah um he's definitely not nervous and just the whole idea of like he's like happy yeah he's like he actually is exhilarated you know maybe it takes a special kind of someone but but also like the way you the way they paint these the people dexter kills like they're only only bad evil people none of them are like on the line like maybe they are good maybe they are a mother of a father of two working two jobs to like you know um i still just think though that for any other human being even if they were the worst person you would have to there would have to be something, some sort of hesitation if you've never killed someone before to just kill them. Yeah. There would have to be something. Yeah. And I think that that's something the show sort of glosses over. Because like, you know, you kind of say Dexter's not, you know, has no emotions, no feelings, but clearly he does. And I mean, he gets off, he, get, he gets off emotionally, not sexually, but on killing people, yeah. So like, yeah, like the, I think I think they just totally removed that from right. And these people, and all these people besides like one from season one, all these people who have killed and whatever, they still all right there living in Dade County. Yeah, you know, they didn't move. Their address <laughs> yeah. never changed from Dexter's. You know, um, Dexter mentions go home before Sill notices. Yeah, and to not take the ring as a memento. Yeah, bringing this up because that's something to talk about next week okay uh i think our episode ends with a sweeter moment of the season with dexter with an engagement ring yeah kind of weird that much after the fact or because i you know usually the whole proposing thing i mean it literally is will you marry me but it has gotten this ring connotation attached to it um i don't think it's as weird that it's so much after the fact because like it is kind of a second marriage for Rita. Um, not that they're only getting married because she's pregnant, but it's like they're both a little bit older. They're it's it's kind of under different circumstances, you know. I'm assuming that second marriages and maybe like second weddings are just like a little different than like your first. Right. But um 
So I don't think that's as weird as Dexter just like pulling it out of his like suitcase or out of his <laughs> uh, backpack or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, and not that he had to go through the whole "Will you marry me?" whatever, but it's just a lit like you couldn't have just like. I don't know. It was just a little strange to just pull it out of a shopping bag and like, here you go. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm with I, you. I got you cookies and I feel like I <laughs> did like a better presentation. You did with, actually. With you did a really you, good presentation with those cookies. With giving you cookies than a ring. How early or late is Dexter that he's showing up after showing home, coming home after this kill? And mind you, after that, he still had to chop up the body. I can't even imagine. Go out to shore dump the body, come back, park the boat, drive back. You know what I'm saying? The only thing is that he does say something to Rita like, you're still up. And she was like, yeah, I can't sleep. So I guess it is pretty late. Right. So then what, you know, what time did the kill happen? If he's right. like piecing and out also, why isn't Rita like, yo, where have you been? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Rita basically emphatically asked Dexter, please do not help with the wedding. <laughs> yeah. You know, the way he's just like, I'll help more if you want. No, no, no. I don't want you to like, you know, um, and w- one of the more shocking moments of the show, and we sort of spoke about it already, Miguel shows up to Ellen Wolf. <gasps> <laughs> um, I like that Dexter keeps this butterfly effect thing happening. Yeah, as like the end of this episode, I think he says like it's no, no, a butterfly flaps its wing in Africa. What does he say? I don't know. Or something that you can feel its effects in in Florida. Yeah, or something like that. Um. I thought it was really cool. It, it, like I, you could tell this episode had a theme, had a tone. They were sticking to it. Butterfly effect, because I think if you also take the butterfly effect and attach it to Deb and Anton, yeah, you know, this person kills himself, and it just so happens that Anton was the CI, and that got Deb ahead, and right. turns out he was never a CI, and now he's missing, and now it's ironic he's missing because he's no longer a CI. Yeah, you know. Um, so I just, I just thought it was the episode was really well done while it has some really big plot holes for me the bay harbor butcher stuff and all that yeah uh i think it was like one of the better written and done episodes yeah it was definitely it was a cool episode i i agree with the plot holes and the bad acting but it was Mm -hmm. a cool episode so next week's episode do you have anything else no next week's episode is called about last night Mm. Mm. i really want ellen wolf to fight miguel off Mm -hmm. and get him arrested or press charges on him for trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that happens. <laughs> but that's what I really want to happen. Sure. Well, I guess with that being said, we can end this week's episode. And we will talk to you next week about Season 3, Episode 9. Yeah. About last night. I am going to give Marissa a foot massage with these big, Ooh. strong hands. Ew. <laughs> talk to you next week. Hasta luego. Thank you